If I murder your spouse and abduct you, you'll have to love me. Today is January 18th, 2021, and you're listening to episode 42 of Manchild and the Old Guy. He is the manchild, a bearded 20-something, and I'm the old guy, a cynical Gen Xer. This is your intergenerational podcast where we discuss pop culture, faith, politics, and whatever we find interesting. Broadcasting from our secret locations to the world, I'm the old guy and... I'm the man-child. Welcome to our stream of consciousness. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, well, it's been about a month since we've been able to get together, and yeah. um, part of that's because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Part of it's because of the holidays, but part of it's because of COVID. So uh, you and girl child have been experiencing some COVID times. Um, yeah. Um, so we had our Christmas. You, you guys were up here for Thanksgiving. And then shortly yeah. after that, we had our own little Christmas get together, just Michelle and I. And then we or the girl child and I. And then we decided to take a, a day or two trip down to Kansas City because we originally were going to go. um in the fall, I believe it was to go see her niece and nephews or nephew and nieces for their birthday. And uh, they got COVID. So we couldn't go up there. Uh, so we decided, well, this is as good as time as any. They're closer in Kansas City than they are in you know, North Dakota. So we went down there. We got back and everyone there had already had COVID and been clean and clear. But we got back and the girl child just wasn't feeling very well. And we went and got tested. I was negative for COVID, but she tested positive. Um, and it got really bad. Uh, she had a couple other issues going on at the same time that were affecting it too. But the, yeah, the symptoms. Interesting to me is that they prescribed Tamiflu to her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, part of it's she had a sinus infection. Uh, do you want me to tell them what the other thing was? No, uh, don't. No. Well, she, no, she, she said other conditions. It was she had a UTI and a sinus infection and then was having some issues with some medication. So I'm assuming the Tamiflu is to help with those more of, I guess. Tamiflu um, is an antiviral. Yeah. I don't know. That, that keeps the flu from like, if you take it at the right time, it keeps your flu from being a week long to about three days. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I know the symptoms got bad enough. I had to take her to the ER and we were really scared. And that was, that was scary for me because we get in there. There's like no one else in the ER, which is really weird. And then, um, I can't be there. So they, they took her and walked away and that was it. Um, so that was, that was a very stressful thing. It was, it was hard. She could barely sleep through the night and I had to stay up and help her, but, uh, she's on the mend doing a lot better now with her yeah. 60,000 medications she takes every hour. <laughs> yeah. I do want to note uh, that I have a new camera and uh, it's glitching every once in a while. Now, I, yeah, we were talking about this as we were getting ready that um, I never posted the video from the last episode. <laughs> you didn't No, uh, but uh, this one will have a lot. I don't know if it's recording the glitches or if it's it's got whatever's on the screen is recording, at least for you. So, yeah, so it's. um, I don't know. There's some weird things going. Oh, there it is. There's some weird things going on with Zoom and. um, 
as I'm, as I'm doing this. And I, I don't know, I'll have to do some more uh, messing around with this, but um, I'm renaming you on the screen. There you go. Oh, there's man child and old guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, do you have a, a rant or anything you want to go into today? Um, or do you just want to get right into some news stories? Ah, man, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of difficult. Cause my, my, this rant, is the, this is the problem with us only being able to get together once there's a month. There's so much you, stuff that happens. In, in the, yeah. There's so many things you want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I get, I guess I'll start with this. I am officially, uh, not in the GOP anymore. I have disavowed the Republican party, um, after the disavowed, huh? Yeah. You're one of those. Well, I, and look again, I, I get it. Um, I I'm, I'm just so fed up as I know, um, I was a super big Trump supporter and to an extent I've always been a big Trump supporter. Even now when I'm not, I didn't vote for him this election. I still believe he was really good for the first like two years, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And then the last year and a half, it's become this all out, just completely different guy where he's was literally taken on the characteristics of what everyone said. They said he was a fascist dictator. No, he's not. But then he starts pulling up things where it's like, that that's not good. Don't do that. Don't say that. Don't, don't provoke these people. Just say no to white supremacy. Just say no to the proud boys. Well, just say yeah, no well, to this. Now stuff. just pause for a second. He has said no, but he did not in the past year and a half. That's what I'm talking about. He has that, said this stuff in the, the prior, but in the past year and a half, when all this uh, stuff is going on with the debates, he has yet to actually make a comment to actually do something to stop this. So just as Rudy, so, Rudy so Giuliani was on stage at the riot and he said, let's have a trial by combat. And Trump didn't get up and say, hey, buddy, you're a lawyer. You know, let's not do this. No, he, he didn't we, do that. We just just. So you don't think that this is he just got sick of saying it because he said it so much. I, I don't think it matters at this point. I if he and the, to fix the news anything. media it, and every time he said it, the news media didn't report it. Right. You so, and I okay. both know that. Yeah, we, I have seen the times he has. But, but in the it, past year and a half, he is he has gone to the point where it like if this was his last four years, like he already did his first term. This is a second term. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care. Okay. Whatever. What does it matter if he says, sorry, if he says this or that doesn't matter, mm -hmm. but because he's trying to do an election, he's trying to win favor with people. And he has this whole election was stolen scheme going on. Just the basic things you could say to fix a situation he was not doing. Um, beyond that, the Republican Party, the amount of people that are just this is total election fraud, and then themselves are basically doing illegal things and breaking the law to try and prove that it's a fraud, and then the well, riots at the Capitol. What are you saying? People are trying to break the law to prove it was a fraud. Well, you have a. There's been several uh, senators, not senator. With uh, I don't know, they're not senator, like state senator kind of people, like in the states, not so much federal, but GOP members that are like changing things and documents and trying to like reword things, or they're promoting certain ideas that really aren't supposed to be there. I'm trying to think. There was just some some other guy just uh, resigned because he was at the Capitol riot and he was one of the people busting down windows and things. Oh uh, yeah. So well, there's that. Yeah, there's things like that happening, and then you have the GOP that's so staunchly like, oh, well, it was Antifa that did the riot. All right, it was Antifa. And yes, there were specific few people. But if I went to that crowd, you tell me how many people there were Antifa. 
I'm going to say maybe a handful, maybe 10 at most out of the hundreds of people that were there. Well, first off, there was like a million people protesting in Washington, D.C., and only out of the million, you know, a couple thousand went up to the Capitol. And all it takes is one person to throw the first brick, and then the mob mentality, um, mass hysteria kicks in, and and boom, you get a rush on the Capitol. It It is interesting that the people that went in the Capitol, I mean, people were doing stupid stuff, but it when you compare it to the people who went into the uh, targets and burned down buildings and stuff, uh, still the attitude was a little different, you know, so um, not, not condoning what they did. Absolutely not. So don't take me out of context. But but the problem is there the the problem is, is that the Republicans um, to a pretty wide margin have condoned it, have said, Oh, this is, you know, this is what happens when you do it to really good people. You know, this is what happens when people still no man. There just there is no justification for this. All right, I get it. It is our Second Amendment right to go in and change things, whatever. Stop the government. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah whatever. I mean, we can the have second, this whole thing. So you're saying that the right to bear arms allows us to part of the rights to bear arms in the Constitution, the Bill. Well, yes, yeah, so that we could this. rise up against our leaders. Yeah. Right. This is not that situation. No. All right. When you have MAGA supporters running in with uh, uh, chanting, hang Mike Pence and people tweeting about how they're going to put Mike Pence over a tree and basically lynch him because he didn't uh, didn't stop the the vote. And uh, just the amount of things going on is so unacceptable. And the amount of Republicans, even official ones or not, doesn't matter. Just Republicans across the board that have not disavowed have not said anything other than well it was antifa they are they're just doubling down it was not their problem that this happened and they're doubling down on the cult of trump with this versus saying as a republican this will believe so things are warping more and more like i used to really like ted cruz but he's he's starting to roll that wheel of just becoming trump's lackey on everything well he's he's a politician he look 74 million people voted for the guy you you can't deny that there's a you know, as you said a cult of personality behind trump so right I, ted, I, ted cruz is going to run for president in 2024 i think everybody knows that and agrees for it agrees with it so he he is going to cultivate all those voters and if he comes out and he's totally against trump he's going to lose it this is politics I mean, polit- the, the only issue is that it's Trump now, so it's a bigger deal for some reason. No, I disagree. Completely disagree that it's just because it's Trump now. Right? It's so past the it's just Trump now to the, the people were breaking windows. They killed a cop. I mean, it, one cop killed himself because of what happened at the riots a couple of days later. He was so traumatized. He shot himself. I. Look, I see it right down the road from where I live, 10 miles away, and people aren't making the same comparisons there. So how is it different? The only thing different is Trump. I just I don't I don't see how it's just oh it's just because it's what I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say other than I I've disavowed the Republicans I'm not part of them anymore because it's become so what, yes, what are this you is now? just I I don't know I'm whatever I'm so I like, made my own 
yeah not, you're, you're like me i i pick libertarian just because i i don't want to be an independent but yeah no i mean I, I made my own party the union republicans hey send me a membership i'll join up right there because i you know i'm you if, if people have been listening to this podcast it's a big meeting i'm fed up with both parties i think both parties are morons yeah. And the party system does not represent the people. It represents the parties. And that's what we're seeing. So as you're talking about, you got people uh, that are won't disavow Trump or for whatever reason, it's because it's the party. The party is behind Trump is trying to get him reelected as president. So therefore, we stay behind it. Now you got some people, you know, breaking ranks and stuff. But, you know, it. The same thing happens every time with Trump. He gets blamed for stuff that he says or does. But then a couple of weeks later, things start to change to reveal that, oh, it wasn't as bad, but we've already started down this path. So we're there. So the, there's stories coming out today over a week after the Capitol riots, um, you know, two weeks later, basically, I'll say 10 days, 10, 12 days that this stuff was all pre-planned. And, you know, if you listen to the context of what Trump said at Capitol Hill, he never, I, I don't even think you can insinuate that he said, hey, go storm the Capitol. No, he of said, course he didn't say go storm the Capitol. No, you can't even, you can't even imply that he did if you listen to everything he said, but there was pre-planned stuff. So how do you? Well, like, yeah. You, and here's other thing: you whoa, whoa, Republican whoa, 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 senators wait, me, doing tours around the Capitol. You hear that come out? Yeah, but they do that all the time. They're always giving tours. The Democrats do the same. Everybody, you can go if you go to visit the Capitol. It's not just a tour, though. It wasn't just a tour. The stuff that came out from it was that the the people going on the tours with these the senators in trouble too because she was saying these are exits, and these are ways you can get in. You're things. You're drifting to it. You're not thinking of that rationally because. They give tours, but it that's only one uh was that Axios or whoever was reporting that? It's the old I'm gonna report this and everybody reports it. So then it looks like we're all reporting from I, different avenues. And I'm, I'm, look, I, I, all I'm saying, saying is stuff pre-planned. This is part of the stuff that was exposed as being pre-planned and that, that senator. Well, but I, you're not letting me finish my point. He got impeached for inciting a riot on Capitol Hill. That's what the impeachment is about. Yeah, but you it, didn't tell me he you, he you didn't tell me that he anything. wasn't on stage when Rudy Giuliani, his Lynch. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you. Was I, up there and said trial by combat. He didn't you, get up and say, "Hey, let's not do that." He was like, <laughs> "I know." Oh, I, oh, oh, oh. I, I, look, you know, I'm not a Trump supporter at all, but I I do think the guy's getting a lot of bad rap, and he's getting thrown he's, under the. Yeah, he's on a lot of things yeah but he, and, and he's so, not helping himself the past oh no, like, he's year, not helping he's, himself he's a complete moron and i've said that from the beginning which is why i wouldn't vote for him four years ago and why i didn't understand why you were voting for him well because i wasn't gonna have hillary clinton um yeah, but there's always third party or mickey mouse whatever that's not gonna make a difference man i mean i would i much like right now even then i, I think i would have much rather had Bernie Sanders in some aspects. Um, well, he is going to be, he might be chairman of the. Yeah, he's a sen. He's uh, from what I understand, he is going to be the Senate uh, chairman of the, the budget committee. Uh, Treasury. I think. Treasury. I think that's. I think it's, maybe it's budget. 
think it's better was one of the two anyway he's going to be fiduciary the person in charge of the fiduciary whatever who are you we just throwing was that to turner or yeah Bella? turn my map turn <laughs> bella's not bella's not doesn't play with toys bella's, bella's barely breathing bella and turn of the dogs um yeah my yeah so boy. I, yeah i don't get it all other than um i agree with a lot of the podcasts i listen to uh that basically all this is happening to make sure trump can't run in four years but i think he's gonna be too he's gonna be old i mean he'll well, be as old as what is old biden's old. what 80 82 no biden's 84 or not 84 78 yeah you were saying numbers and i just yeah so he'll be he'll be 82, 82 if he lives that long um <laughs> he's gonna live that long but his brain's gonna be gone i yeah you know but, but if trump ran 25th again, amendment what? yeah trump will be what 76 i think yeah something right now isn't he uh i thought he was 74 but i can look it up real quick i mean i talking. either way you know i you know i i don't know um with it all i i'm really hoping for the yeah, best trump I, is Trump is 74. So he'll be 78. Yeah. When, you know, it's time to. Go I think Biden had said before Rails campaign, he's only going to be a one term president. So we'll see what happens. Well, with yeah. Yeah. They'll put Camel up, but she's such a wackadoodle. She's not going to get elected. Who knows? Maybe she'll get better. <laughs> I'm sorry. I jumped in on your rant a little bit too much, but. It does sound like you're just going off the deep end with the major media, I, I'm but just, I but I agree with I, most of what you're saying. Trump is his own worst enemy. Yeah, he, he's done this to himself. And then my big thing with just getting rid of it is because um, uh, he he's not doing anything to really stop it. You, you nothing he's done has been like a real try hard get out there and stop it thing. Um, he's super gung ho about getting people riled up, but then he's really lax on trying to cool them down and that's really pushing me away from it and then the amount of republicans local federally whatever that are in support of what happened and saying oh we were you're supposed the like how dare the police attack us they're supposed to be attacking uh the blm and i'm like that's such a double standard there man to assume and it and it almost is a racist way of viewing it i guess i don't know i don't want to say racist because it feels like it implies things but the the predominantly white protest like riot is okay but the predominantly black riot is bad that's kind of the way that those some of those people are saying it but that maybe they don't mean it that way but that's the, exactly the way it's coming across um it just bothers me that there's people that are so like they can't get over like all right this is this is how it works we lost so we do four years work to build up and then try and win again or do what we can locally instead of trying to abduct senators and hang the <laughs> vice president like that, that is so far an extreme that it really bothers me. Um, well, it's, it's not an extreme if you have enough people to do it, but <laughs> to go into the Capitol building with. When the, the, the thing that, that really bugs me is that was four years ago, four years ago, I was fighting. Actually, it was five years now. I, I was fighting people about Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton and stuff because they're the rioters. BLM, they're the ones doing this. They're the idiots well, that are going crazy. Yeah, and then, if you remember when Trump was elected on Inauguration Day, 
there was protests everywhere. Yeah, people crying in the streets, freaking out. I'm going to kill myself. I'm moving to Canada. I don't all this stuff. And then here we are now. All the Trump supporters are doing the same thing uh, they complained about. And and that's what kills me is because I I joined this because I genuinely believe the conservative thing with this was that they would be better than this. But instead, (laughs) it's it's not. They're exactly now. And my theory of Republican Democrats are uh, two sides of the same coin is just ever more true yeah they're just well i i go back to um what we've been saying well at least i've been saying it all along this isn't about race it's not about anything else even trump maga stuff it's all about socioeconomics Mm -hmm. that um trump empowered the trailer trash quote unquote and people don't like the trailer trash being associated with them. So they're going to disavow them any way they can. And yep. so this is part of that process. And a lot of the racial stuff that we in our country are battling with is actually social economic stuff that rich people or upper middle-class people don't under the guise of trying to help poor people make ways to actually and the Democrat Party's done this for decades in under the guise of trying to help poverty stricken people actually create a structure where they get stuck in it mm-hmm. and and they can't get out. So, um, and, you know, beyond that, I mean, some of the other issues go with the socioeconomic thing is that America's you know, one of the problems with America, in my opinion, is that we are set up to fail because what what in this world? is always progressing, always on the up and up and always improving, oh, improving, 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 improving over time and doesn't end up just crashing at some point and can't, you can't build it up again. Every civilization does it, everything. America's built on the process of not sustainability or stability. It's built on just continually progressing more and more. At some point, originally, I would say probably in the early 20th century, it was, it was built on stability and like the slow progression. But now the way the stock market is, the way people work, the people, way people live their lives and the, um, you know, obsolescence of uh, obsolescence, obsolescence, obsolescence of our society makes it. So we constantly are progress, 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 progress to where, uh, you can't you can't just you can't even plateau for a single week without businesses bankrupt and uh, like the uh, government the on the entire country collapsing and people view like okay yeah i'm i'm poor you could say that i'm lower middle class people can't assume that they they turner please go away right now buddy <laughs> i don't know if you can hear him he's growling at me to play mm-hmm. with him uh he or uh people can't just sit there and say well you know what i'm not rich and that's okay or, you know, people just can't find the thing they want to do in life and just live with it. Everyone, we're taught on this, we have to keep progressing thing. Even in the school systems, our everyday life is about moving up higher and higher and higher, becoming rich and successful and famous to do what? Nothing other than self-gratitude or whatever it is. There's something about me and enjoying it. It's just like our, our entire socioeconomics is designed for us to um, waste our entire lives for 60, you know, 60, 58 years. And then we have 11 years where we can retire and it's never visiting places. It's never going on big yachts. It's never doing this stuff. It's sitting in old folks. home. it's sitting in your recliner and slowly dying Man, for a decade. You went total pessimistic on everything. I, you haven't you? I, I'm just being honest. This, I mean, this is, this, I just watched the video talking about this too. Um, and I, I agree with it because that's a lot what it is now is people, the average age for people retiring is 67. The average age of death is about 78. 
So it's 11 years, you know, and, but that's actually social security, get your maximum social security benefit at 67 and a half. Okay. So 67 and a half, (laughs) but, but with all that being said, it's this whole thing of people keep like progress, 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 progress. And then you get to this point where you work all this for what, maybe 10, 11, if you're lucky, 20 years of doing what you worked all this way up to a point where you can't do anything more. You can't do anything anymore because you're, you're, you're older. Your economics doesn't work. You don't have the cash flow, whatever it is. And you wasted your entire life because the main complaint, like this video I just watched earlier, was talking about talk to all your grandparents, talk to older people that are retiring. What's some of the main things they say they wish they did? Spent more time with family, worked less, did a job they enjoyed, did their passions, had better so, hobbies. Like I'm in that category then. I, I mean, I... I'm in a job that I feel I've been called to do from God himself. So I have a purpose and I love my job and I know I'm helping people. I got a job with a great pension. So when I retire, I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, able to support myself, but I also am saving money and your entire life. What, even when nobody would come visit us in the middle of Illinois or wherever we, we were went to go and visit. Them. Yeah. So all the things you're saying that people complain about, that's always been a priority in my life and yeah. then still in you kids. So hopefully it's a, rec- it's a priority. Recognize that a little bit that yes, I am. <laughs> yes. All life is futile. Uh, no, but I'm, I'm saying that that's the general, the gist of the whole thing. So part of the socioeconomic thing with doing stuff with the trailer trash or whatever is that because the, our system set up that way, that we expect this great thing at a retirement. And then after retirement, you get a bunch of old grouchy people because they realized <laughs> they wasted so many years to sit and eat pudding in a wheelchair. Hey, tapioca. <laughs> tapioca. Yeah. Some rice in there. Uh, but because that's the, the way it's set up in the economics, there's no way that, People can't just be middle class and just be happy. Yeah, I you know I, I mean like people just can't be happy. It has to be this continual progression. I mean, look at the poor today. The the what is determined as poor in America, like extremely poor, is still what is it, a thousand times oh yeah, you're richer still richer than the national like the global poverty line. Yeah, the if you, I mean outside of Outside of the overnight homeless shelters, which are tend to be full of the people the government's put out on the street because they don't like to do long-term mental health facilities anymore uh, to save money. But um, if you take that that portion of our society out, which is like 1% maybe of the population. So the poorest of the poor, welfare, living in um, government-subsidized housing, et cetera, et cetera, they are still in the upper 10% of wealth earners worldwide. And, and, and that's part of the thing is people cannot sit down and just say, like with their context and settings, oh, I'm, I'm poor. No, they spend all their money to make themselves look rich. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they can't get to this point where they're just happy with what they're doing. Yeah, there's something they want to do else. So they work towards that. No, people like always keep pushing themselves to try and be more than what they really are. One of the conversations with my best friend, James. Um, was that, like, you know, growing up, I always heard the, why are you playing video games? You're wasting your time. Go read a book or something. Well, the reality is either way, I'm stimulating my brain in both situations and they're not wasting time. The other thing is playing online with friends, especially during COVID, 
that is the best interaction I can have right now. That's an amazing interaction. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So why do I tell myself and why do people tell their people, oh, that's not a good interaction. Go, go sp- get drinks with friends. So we're oh, all okay. Well, put, put a pause on there. When, when you first started playing video games, the whole option of networking online didn't exist. One, two, there is a difference, even though you're stimulating your brain, when you're reading something, you're reading for knowledge or or pleasure. So part of the impetus to say, hey, go read a book was, hey, why don't you learn something new? Sir, in a but video it, game, you can learn some new area of the sandbox to go kill somebody. But, <laughs> but, but I'm not even like really discussing yeah. it. It's really just mainly about like, yeah, if, I, I understand. This is something you're passionate about. Go do it. But people will convince themselves that oh, only poor people do that. So they'll mm-hmm. go buy a thousand dollar caviar to eat for two minutes just to make themselves feel good. good. So, but, but that's the socioeconomic issues we're having is that there's all this stuff bubbling on that people just can't accept where they're at and work through it and progress over time. They need an immediate you know, multi-level marketing scheme, get quick, uh, get yep. rich, quick scheme kind of things. I want to be the next Kim Kardashian. Yeah. What is Kim Kardashian famous for? A sex tape. Yep. That's you know, and, and, and that's it. So I, that is, you're right. And then it is the huge problem with what's going on right now. And people are playing to both sides to try and get that huge base of people that want to feel better about themselves. Trump made trailer trash kind of people and just, middle-class kind of people like me feel good and empowered. Like I have a position. There's some dude fighting for me. Come on. A multi-billionaire doesn't give a crap about some random kid uh, in the middle of Nebraska. I, in general, I think Trump actually. I, I, I disagree with some of my friends that he doesn't care whatsoever. I think he cares generally mm-hmm. just because I, again, I, I voted for the guy. I think he cares, but in general, Jeff Bezos does not care about some random dude in the middle of Nebraska. Uh, Elon Musk, eh, probably not. A grand scheme of things cares about everybody, but not individuality like that. Yeah. But people act like they do. So they give all their purpose and power to these really rich people and want to be like them. Therefore, they're going to do everything they can to be like rich and it just pushes that ever progression scale up further and further and further in life. And no one can ever just be satisfied and just coast for a yeah. bit. Well, that's part of the bane of humanity is to be um, mature enough to accept where you're at and be happy with what you have, right? That's a spiritual concept as well as uh, just an overall arching project uh, project <laughs> process that we need to all be aware of. And with that, we want to take a moment to acknowledge all of our stream of consciousness listeners out there. We appreciate all of you for listening and adding value to this podcast. When you share your stream of consciousness with us, you're helping to produce the show. If you have, found, whoa, whoa, whoa there, buddy, scrolling past my thing. If you have found value in this podcast, please visit anchor.com slash MCTOG to support the show and make a donation in an amount of value you have received. Donations help to keep us podcasting and makes you a producer of the show. We want you to interact with each other as well with us. So look for Manchild on the Old Guy's Facebook page. Support leaks can be found through our website, www.bloodpumpmedia.com. You can also cross your streams of consciousness with us by emailing us at bloodpumpmedia at gmail.com or commenting on the Facebook page. You can also watch us on video through our YouTube channel. Or, and, and Rumble. Yeah. And Rumble whenever i remember to post this stuff so we'd love to hear from you Uh, please send us your suggestions or comments so you can help produce the show if you like what you hear and you're finding value and entertainment in what we are doing then by all means be a proud listener 
by telling others and sharing links to the show so you can cross this stream of consciousness with them. And you can, and as you see the show on social media, please like, share, and comment to the MCOG group and podcast community. Of course, we put everything we talk about, uh, especially news articles, we put in our show notes, and uh, you can view all of those and and uh, look at those, and then uh, let us know what you what you think. So let's get into some stuff that is going on. Let me share my screen properly with you so that um, we, the first one story I want to go with is, uh, it's just a weird, wait, something just clicked wrong. Uh, hold on. I messed something up. Did you close all your tabs? No. What are you seeing right now? Your uh, desktop. Oh, desktop. Oh, I clicked on the wrong thing then. Okay. Let me. Alrighty. Why don't you just click on the Microsoft Edge icon? Or is it Chrome? Whatever ones you got all your stuff on. Oh, yeah. I I lost the uh, menu. So. Let me stop. Stop sharing. Okay. Let me try it again. There we go. All right, now we're going. So the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is this stupid Denmark show, which has come out. Uh, this show is a children's show about a man with a giant penis, and he's able to do extraordinary things with his penis. Uh, it can perform his penis can perform rescue operations, etch murals, host a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. Uh, it's aimed at four to eight-year-olds and the man with the world's longest penis who overcomes hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. Unsurprisingly, the series has provoked debate about what good children's television should and should not contain. <laughs> so what do you think about that? Here, of course, you're seeing, if you watch the that video or click on the show note link, you'll see a picture of this guy. He's kind of in a red and white jump suit and he's got this really long penis that's grilling <laughs> yeah well it is covered in a in clothes though so you don't actually see it sticking out yeah. um that's a show i probably <laughs> if it was like an adult swim or something as a joke show i'd probably watch it to see what it was about um for a kid no i, I don't think this show about the man with the long, long longest penis should be a, a four-year-old show <laughs> yeah. i don't this sound you know when um when I was a teenager, Pee Wee Herman came out and it was supposed to be a children's show and it became a, like a young adult drinking show. <laughs> so it's a very weird show. The goofy thing is, is, uh, you know, the guy who developed this says, um, what kind of culture are we creating for our children? If it's okay for them to see perfect bodies on Instagram enhanced digitally or cosmetically, but not real bodies. And uh, she responded, this could easily be a program about a woman with no control over her vagina. <laughs> so, like, what are you teaching kids in Denmark? <laughs> this is just goofy crazy. So let's go on. To, if, if you've been a longtime listener to the show, you know that we're always uh, wondering what's going on in Florida and what's in the water down there. So a uh, couple of, um, I think we have three Florida stories. And then one from uh, the Capitol Hill thing. So the first one is 
about this teacher who's 51. Uh, she was arrested a couple weeks ago because a couple kids in her class were not wearing masks the way she wanted them to. So as a, um, as a way to punish them, she decided to hose them down. I shouldn't say hose, but she sprayed hand sanitizer all over them to, uh, or I guess so like it, only kids are on their masks. Yeah. After their refusal, she allegedly sprayed an aerosol disinfectant into the path of their faces and bodies. The incident was caught by security cameras. Uh, she told the judge on January 7th that she's learned she's a learning disabled math teacher and, who taught for 18 years and said the video of the incident will prove that the claims against her aren't true. <laughs> but they use the the video to there's video footage of her just doing basically that macing kids in the face. Right. With disinfectant. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course, she's on paid leave because, you know, that's what we do now. We don't actually fire people for being morons, but, you know, only in Florida, I guess. <laughs> the next one from Florida, th these just keep getting creepier, by the way. Two men stole skulls of veterans from Florida Cemetery for ancient rituals. So they basically went into the graves of, of uh, African-American military cemetery and do practice or one wow what's that it says world war one man yeah, that one is so weird to see because that that, that 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 guy was born in 1896 it says he died what is that 1988 yeah and that's so weird to think there's people in the 80s that were born in the 1800s well yeah yeah i know i know it's not that like crazy of a thing because you know I, like one of the shows i watched mad men there's a a there was an episode where it's the 4th of July and they're honoring their veterans. And one of the dudes that stands up is in a Confederate uniform. Yeah. It was in the sixties. Like there's just a really old guy. And I'm like, all right. So, but I, I, I just, I don't get away. People do this and bust open these tombs. Well, they said they wanted to get into the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. They said that it was their preference that they have graves of heroes. And that's exactly what the spirits that led them to do this led them to was the graves of heroes. Um, mm. These guys were in their around 40 years old. The men used the remains to build a shrine in a shed behind one of their houses. It incorporated seven skulls, five real ones and two plaster replicas. Four of these were the ones taken from the cemetery. Uh, while investigators are trying to determine where the fifth real skull came from. But yeah, the, these guys are just real winners. You know, I, I, what is in the water in Florida that causes people to do this kind of wackadoodle stuff. So the next one gets even embalming fluid. That's what it is. Well, maybe they're putting it in the water. So Florida woman charged a machete attack, wanted to be a man's wife. So that's a <laughs> woman. Uh, I don't, I, says elena gibson is her name brad <laughs> well florida woman savagely hacked a man with oh no this is the guy she hacked up okay uh, a florida woman savagely hacked a man with a machete in his own bedroom during a psychotic attempt to convince his wife to run away with her authority said so elena gibson 27 of venice florida is facing charges of attempted murder Arn burglar, bur burglary battery and fleeing to elude 
after Sarasota County deputies responded to the couple's home just after midnight Sunday and found a shattered bedroom window. Authority said she worked with the man's wife, broke into the Venice resident and attacked the male victim with a machete as he was asleep. How would you like that to wake up because some woman is hacking you with a machete? Well, the real question is, or that story covered like a year ago, where it was like the guy woke up and his wife was cutting his penis off with like oh, some kitchen yeah, yeah. scissors. And that um, was Florida too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- would you rather wake up with someone trying to swing a machete at you and it kind of nicks you here and there, or just wake up with your long john falling off? Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I honestly, if he didn't die, I would I would do the machete. I do yeah. machete. Bow scars are cooler than losing a member of your family. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, she later admitted in, in an interview with investigators that she planned to kill the man and convince his wife to run away with her. What? You you have to be psychotic to, to think that, okay, uh, we, I want you to run away with me, but I am going to kill your if spouse. I, for- if I murder your spouse and abduct you, you'll have to love me. Right. <laughs> Maybe she I saw it on the internet. I saw it on Reddit, so it has to be true. Yeah. It, well, it worked in a video game once, right? <laughs> worked in a video game once. I was just playing. <laughs> I was just playing Cyberpunk last <laughs> night, and there's this mission where this celebrity's like, "Hey, uh, this person's been stalking me, and I don't know who it is, but I think they love me. Can you just find where they are and knock them out?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I follow them around." And she's walking down the street, and the stalker comes out, and it's this crazed lunatic woman that's like, "I." love you marry me so i knock her out and she drops like this desert eagle on the ground and like handcuffs and has all these love notes and stuff and it's like i'm gonna kill you so i can live with you forever and i'm like I... yeah, well, <laughs> that didn't work out logic yep. yeah exactly maybe she's been playing cyberpunk <laughs> so the the last crazy florida thing is this knucklehead he was one of the protesters in the the capital last week uh he was the idiot that grabbed Nancy Pelosi's lectern and was walking around the building with it and got there taking selfies. Yeah. Just, uh, Adam Christian Johnson. Um, no, okay. He's a serial killer. Three first names, Adam. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Johnson. He's got three first names. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No wonder he's at the riots. No wonder he's a Republican. Well, you know what's crazy is when you start looking at all these Trump supporters, they're not all Republican. No, yeah, there's a lot of them that are like Democrats or whatever. They're, they're independents. They're, he grabs people from all over the place. So yeah, let's shift our uh, talk to COVID since now we're getting close to a year of COVID. You know, we're ten months ten months in. Because uh, it was actually when you got married last year, when March fourteenth, yeah, the, the lockdown started. So I thought this was kind of an interesting story. There's this group of ladies in um, Japan that are cheerleaders, and they're all different ages, uh, and they go out just randomly through Tokyo and cheer for people. But uh, they decided to really focus on the folks getting on trains, going to work, and stuff like that. So. Um, you can go on the, you can read a little bit more about the story. They, they kind of interview the gals. Um, yeah, a lot of them are in their thirties. They just like cheerleading and they like to help the, the people get excited about going to work during a pandemic. 
And I, you know, it's just a nice story. People do that. I'm like, in my head. Go ahead. When I first saw this, I was thinking in my head, like, oh, that'd be so weird just to like try to be waiting to get on the train. And there's a bunch of like women going, oh, yeah, woo, cheerleading, whatever. Then I watched the video and I'm just like, no, I've always had my headphones in, listen to a podcast, look over, and there's all these people in cheerleading outfits with uh, pom poms waving around, like cheering you on for going to work. And I, I'd have a smile on my face, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's just about giving a, giving people a nice day. And, you know, that's not bad. So, uh, okay. So another thing going on with the pandemic, this is a story from, I don't even know how to, I've got a lot of stories off this website before, but it's D-N-Y-U-Z, D-News, I think. D-News. Yeah, you say it. Uh, But they've got this interesting story that uh, about, it's called, the title is The Sperm Kings Have a Problem, Too Much Demand. Well, there's, uh, what's happened is sperm banks across the country haven't, because of COVID, haven't been having people come in and donate their sperm. So that's one problem. And then they've got some guys who, you know, are just, they're like uh, the upper crust of sperm donors. You know, they've got college education. They're Mm -hmm. very handsome and good looking and et cetera. Maybe they went to Harvard or whatever. Um, And, and they're in demand. And then you've got people that are just fed up trying to work through the system with sperm banks. So some of these, there's actually a um, a website that you can go onto and Facebook groups that talk about how to line up a sperm donor now. But one of the sperm clinics said, between our three locations, I'll usually have 180 unique donors donating. I'm down to 117. The other month it was only 80. I don't have any indication that it's gonna that it's going to be a positive trend or, you know, start positing trend up because the sperm banks are just low on sperm and, uh, and all of that. So, so there's a bunch of these guys that, um, uh, how do I want to put this? They, they will fly to where you are to donate sperm to you. So uh, they'll just go out there and, you know, choke the Bishop and here you go. Not always, uh, what you said, some of them say, uh, that they, they only like to do it naturally. So basically <laughs> you, well, in prostitution, uh, yeah, it, it borders on that line, doesn't it? But a lot of it is uh, lesbian couples that want to get pregnant. Um, and so they're figuring out different, they have friends of theirs. There's, I didn't realize I getting into the, the article is quite long, but, uh, so, but it is an interesting read because there's websites and Facebook groups on how to get your friend to donate sperm and how to use that sperm to inseminate yourself. Um, but then there's some lesbian couples who allow these guys to do their thing naturally um, to inseminate them. How does, I wonder what the, what the part their partner thinks, like their wives and girlfriends to the other partner and be like, I don't know if I like that or if they're both on board with it. I, you know, I can't imagine there's a huge market people that are okay with their partners um, getting naturally inseminated by someone else. Yeah. By some stranger. Yeah. The, um, the other thing is that a lot of sperm banks uh, limit the number of people that can utilize your sperm. So um, if you're going outside of the sperm banks, then the FDA doesn't regulate it. So if you're just doing a, a mutual transaction, then um, 
yeah, you can do as many as you want. Uh, let's see. The price of sperm remains high. Each vial of premium bank sperm can cost up to $1,100. So how much do I get paid to, I you know? You'd have to find out from your local sperm bank. Uh, yeah, so here's one on, on these Facebook groups, particularly handsome men are bombarded in the comments by dozens of women who want to get their sperm. <laughs> now I'll have to let my buddy know because he, he's, he's much more into some of that weird stuff. Yeah. I, so here, most I'll, I'll donors, let him know he'll, he'll, he'll find a girlfriend pretty quick. <laughs> most donors specify that they will donate only through artificial insemination some will also donate via natural insemination or sex the line between altruism and a sex kink can get murky quickly and raises safety questions you think <laughs> what does it mean natural insemination or sex is that well, not that the or there is not natural insemination is sex no 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 it says Artificial insemination. Some will also donate via natural insemination or sex. How would you? How else would you naturally inseminate? Well, that's what I'm saying. Why is that? Why are they putting or sex with it? Well, they're just saying they should just put in parentheses sex, sex I, not know. or sex, because that yeah. it's a little confusing. Yeah. So many, many of the known donors use relatively inexpensive sperm shipping tools like natal donor or I didn't even, this is some of the stuff I didn't even know there was sperm shipping tools or sperm analysis and storage forms like daddy kit. They also use consumer friendly DNA tests like 23andMe or circle DNA, which offer close to sperm bank level genetic testing to ensure women that the donors genes do not carry mutations. Uh, just yeah. And then th this right here where our babies cost $136 each is this lady that runs a website that basically talks about, uh, and I think she posts on TikTok as it says there, she figured out a way to get inseminated for 136 bucks each for each of her kids. <laughs> and she's a, she's a lesbian. So she and her wife found their donor on just baby, just a baby.com. In 2019, they talked for weeks. They kept their secret location. They tracked ovulation. When it was time, they went to a bank, a financial one, to get an agreement notarized. Then a family friend's ear nub that was gifted them for the occasion, and they transferred semen via a cup. So a guy in an Airbnb did his thing in a cup and handed it over to them, and they... <laughs> I, we shouldn't have like a warning at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> maybe <laughs> not not for the not for mom and grandma to listen to. Not for the children, but it, I, you know, this. Every I mean, it's weird. To me. I'm never going to take place in any. I'm never going to, you know, do any of this. Uh, but it is an interesting cultural phenomenon. It's coming to light because of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. This raises uh, here, here's a theological question: Is whether or not is that okay? Yeah, I don't know. Well, they, you know? that goes to just even artificial insemination. Is that okay? Yeah. So, so another cultural aspect of the pandemic that's happening is growing numbers of women are turning to sex work as COVID crisis pushes them into desperate poverty. 
And so that uh, we were talking a little bit um, about OnlyFans and stuff. Um, but there's, uh, according to this article, um, the now this is this article is the independent and it kind of focuses on Great Britain, but it's all over the place. The um, OnlyFans has so many people on it now that it's hard. You've got to do like something very so different more work than and do something weird to really get your name out there. So people, people are jumping on it thinking that they can get rich quick, just as we were talking during your rant. Um, but the other thing is in great Britain, I didn't realize this, but prostitution in general is legal in Britain, but you can't have what more than so many people, um, in a spot. So, uh, in, the English it collective, falls under like being a brothel, brothel or something. Yeah. So English collective of prostitutes, a leading campaign group, which supports the decriminalization of prostitutes, said hundreds of teaching assistants, waitresses, cleaners, and beauticians have made inquiries about starting sex work for the first time since the COVID emergency hit in the spring. Um, so basically, but the sex workers like to like rent an apartment and everybody gets a room in the apartment to do their thing. And they do that so that they have safety because of course, when they're doing it on their own and if they're a person that they're selling, their um, selling sex to uh, gets out of really, they don't have any backup. So, uh, but if they do put a bunch of people in one spot for the safety of it, uh, that considered by the government over there, that, that that's illegal and they can all get, not sure if they get arrested but uh, they do get fined at least and ticketed. But it is something, uh, you know, when you look at the, the names of the, the groups that are starting to do this, it's all people affected by the pandemic. They're losing their work, losing their jobs. Uh, you're like waitresses, like in our area, restaurants can only be at, a, at 50% depending on their layouts. So they only need half the waitresses and then you're only getting and then in the U S I mean, yeah. the United States, unlike other countries, waitresses, wait staff, pretty much anyone that's not working in the kitchen at a restaurant uh, works off tips. Yeah. So and tipping like in great Britain and stuff, you can tip, but it's not part of their wages and here because yeah, they get paid. <laughs> yeah. They get paid a full amount. And then if you tip, I mean, that's just a nicety for them, but here it's actually, part of their wages so um yeah it's just it's an interesting article but you could see it happening and i know i've read other stories and stuff about people just jumping on the only fan stuff and things like that just to try to pay their rent um and stay i know there's a moratorium on mortgage and rent payments but guess what landlords are still kicking people out yeah no moratorium on rent over here yeah so uh, let's get into some political things now. Andrew so, Yang calls for universal guy, basic you know, income in New York City. Yeah, early on uh, in the Democrat primaries, we talked about Andrew Yang for a while, and um, here he is running for New York mayor. He, I mean, he's lived in um, New York quite a while. He did leave during the pandemic because it was easier for his family, and he's being called out about that now. But you know, his big thing running for the Democrat nomination for president was he wanted to do universal basic income and uh, to get rid of some other um, like you could choose universal basic income 
and then but you're also opting out of all other government subsidies for you um which i i can get behind i'm never going to totally support that but i could if if people were if that's what the government was going to do was take away unemployment insurance and welfare and this and that because we're giving you universal basic income i could kind of get behind that or at least i could mildly agree with it but well th- this this leads into what i was talking about earlier with in america there's we're just we're set up for continual progression um we're not set up for just stability like just the standing lasting where we have to just keep building and building and building um Andrew Yang with the universal basic income or freedom dividend, as he calls it, all the stuff that's all set up um, for that stability, because his whole thing is at some point we're going to hit a point where automation takes every manufacturing job, does all the stuff unless, and again, unions, I'm not saying that's the, that's, that's the way to go. But in a lot of sense, either you unionize, you know, manufacturing, or you lose manufacturing because yeah. that's, that's, that's really what's going to become go to cheaper workforces. Yeah. So either you need to lock it in now, or it's going to go to cheap workforces as immigrants. And then those people are going to get tossed out for machines, but having a universal basic income means that, uh, you know, if it's a thousand dollars a month, which is what I basically support now is uh, if a very American over a certain age, if you opt in for it, you get a thousand dollars a month. So in one year, that's twelve thousand dollars. That's usually enough to pay rent in most places. You can pretty much live off of a thousand dollars if you live very meager existence. But if you have a part-time job and you're also getting twelve thousand a year on top of that, that puts you at about twenty thousand dollars or so. Um, you know, maybe a little bit more. That's more than enough for someone that wants to just be an artist. They just want to spend all their time being yeah, an artist and even at creating that, this. the government's still gonna have to supply health care. Um, oh yeah, sure. I mean, what universal healthcare, something. If, well, you know, I've always said we just need to 3d print concrete homes. And if yeah. that's all you want to do with your life, here's your free one bedroom house made out of concrete. And once you leave there, we can hose it down. <laughs> it's just, well, I mean, that's, there's different. companies that are doing that. I mean, that's, right. that's, that's part of the whole movement for the, the housing is a basic right in America where and we'll talk about Amazon doing that here pretty soon. Yeah. But, but for I, Yang, is, his big thing is he, he's even said in the, after the, the campaign for uh, president that a city has to be the place where they start the universal basic income to prove, because he's already proved it on a, a macro level because his organization has sent out, um, the like uh, yeah but did, wasn't that dividend. a one-time payment thing no he did it for like a year or six months or something where they had been doing it um and they were you he had on his website and stuff you can go check out the family he he's helped there's a couple people that one time but there's a couple families that were like continual for several months or for a year or something so he's already proved in a macro scale that that's helped a lot of people now he's going to prove on a micro scale if it's yeah, going to work um, I don't think this article directly says it, but other articles I've read about it, he's he's proposing to do it for 500,000 individuals in um, New York City if he gets elected. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, I know um, uh, Freakonomics, the podcast, maybe like, oh, it might be close to 10 years ago now. They did um, have a... Uh, a story about a point in time in the South 
East someplace. I'll say Alabama, but I might have it wrong. Uh, where they gave everybody money, but most of the people who didn't have the skills to utilize the money correctly just blew it all. I mean, there was yeah. a windfall for everybody, but the people who knew how to handle money and had the wherewithal to do it, invested it and actually became rich. And, but most people just blew the money right away. Like we see all the time with uh, lottery winners, they just blow their money and then they end up poppers in the end. So, yeah. And then part of that's the, our, our, you know, do, when was the last time in schools they actually taught money? Probably when you were in school, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, when high school and stuff, that's when they would have taught true budgeting and markets and things like that. Nowadays, it's an elective. You have to choose. You have to want to go into a class to learn about money. Yeah, if we taught that more often, then, I mean, good work. Yeah. No, it's like I always told you and your brothers and sister. If you want Spend you all your money, get in debt. And that's um, exactly what I told live you. in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I always told you guys just save a hundred bucks a month when you start working. And by the time you retire, you'll be a millionaire. Um, so, you know, uh, Biden, one of Biden's big things is he, like day one, he wants to uh, give 11 million immigrants, DACA people, I think mainly um, status that, you know, they don't have status right now. I'll say illegal. You know, a lot of them are dreamers. I, I get that dreamers didn't have a choice. I, you know, there's a lot of muddiness there, but yeah, I think anyone that that's over, overnight is just going to give 11 million people status. And that is already causing a huge migrant caravan that's coming in. Yeah, I'm not so happy about the migrant caravan. I I used to be really against dreamers until I kind of, I was just kind of doing what I was told by a lot of, conserve talking heads basically um and then when i like looked into it there there's people that are like um that are dreamers that went through you know uh, 9-11 and joined the army and fought mm -hmm. in the they, they did several tours and you know like they did oh, yeah. amazing they they are americans they were born in like kentucky or something mm -hmm. or you know whatever but because they're illegal your parents were illegal aliens. They got deported or whatever. So they're like, those are the people, the dreamers, the people that are born in the country that just aren't American because of or however that worked. Just they need, they need status. Like at this point, because I thought they were all well, just dreamers like weren't born here. They, they were usually brought over as a very young child. Yeah. Uh, but it, most of the people now that are considered dreamers that people were talking about, like when I was in high school, they're, they're like in their thirties and forties. Like these are adults, people they are well, trying to function in society without. Yeah. A lot of them have I like, 10 numbers The yeah, the, uh, the big problem with them is they're paying into social security, but they're not going to get any social security. Yeah. Um, when they retire. I, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a big political mess. And, uh, but just overnight, just saying 11 million people get status um, with this, this is what the, uh, those who've wanted border security for decades all the way back to when Reagan just in a broad swoop gave everybody statuses. You can't start giving people status until you secure the border, because mm. if you do not secure the border and you stop the practice of 11, allowing anybody to come across the border and then you give people status, guess what? You're opening the floodgates in our country. We already can't afford what we're doing right now. Um, but most of the people coming in are in low poverty. So you're just going to add to the low poverty base of everything. 
look, uh, yeah, we're not getting people from Canada. This is people from Central. The average wage in Mexico is one tenth of what it is in the United States. So just a Mexican coming across the border is a burden. And then you got all these other people that want to come let's, in. Let's just preface that again, just in case anyone's just tuning in for the first time. We're not saying Mexicans, Guatemalans, Venezuelans, anyone from Central no. America is bad. We're just saying that the majority of people that are illegally crossing the border or seeking asylum and things like that are from a very, like, a below the, the global poverty line, um, have no workable skills that are, func- are part of functioning United American society that you can do in our modern society. So it's very difficult for those people to join our society because they don't speak the language. They don't have the skills. They don't have any money. They don't have anything. They're so they're totally dependent on the government. Back in the 50s, 60s and 70s, we had just a porous a border, but you could stop at an office at the border and get a work visa to do migrant work in the United States. And so you would come in for six months to help the farmers out. And then you would go back home to Mexico or wherever you came from and you'd take your wages with you. And that perfectly fine. Instead, we, uh, over time, we locked the border down so that once you got across the border, you have no status, illegal, you're totally illegal. And then you're trying to work, you know, under the, the guise of this without a green card. I, if, if we're going to keep the border the way we do now, we need to ch- just scrap all the laws and go back to just issuing work visas. Oh, you want to work in the United States? Great. Let's just make sure you're not part of a gang someplace that you got some proper documentation. Here's your work visa. Go in and work, earn your money, go home, just go across the border. So the border, the border you can go in and out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I do have a heart for especially dreamer kids um, whose parents brought them over at an early age. They've, they've went to American schools, high school, and all that kind of stuff. And we need to figure out how to give them some kind of status. But uh, th- this is a, a mess because the government tried to correct a situation. And anytime they try to do that, they just screw it up. Yep. And, and this whole thing where you're just going to, say oh here's 11 million people they get status tomorrow um that just it as you see it already caused a huge migrant thing and you know as bad as it is in the united states for the pandemic in other countries it is far worse and so we can't afford to have just a whole bunch of people coming in asking you know for help we can't even help ourselves yeah so you know Financially, it's bad. I mean, I want to help people. I don't like people being in poverty and stuff like that, but we just don't have everything. So let's get into some no MAGA stuff. So, of course, now, if you, as you were saying earlier, if you're part of Donald Trump's compendium and uh, you support him at all, you need to be wiped off the planet. You don't even, you're not even human. There's some, commentators and and folks out there just saying you're not even human you don't deserve to live if you ever supported donald i was told girl child the other day that uh uh this was just before the riots even happened um that there we were at a starbucks drive-thru and there was this van in front of us one of those big you know 12 passenger um punisher kind of vans blacked out windows it was white 
uh, on the back, it had like the Minutemen thing with the three three Roman numerals and the stars says MAGA America 2020, you know, like all, all this kind of stuff. Um, and like, we are the one percenters, like second amendment. I'm like, yeah, that dude bet you in like six months, you're going to scrape all those things off. Yeah. It's going to scrape it because it's, there's going to be a huge cleansing or something. And then well, it's already happening. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here it's, and it's happening worldwide. I mean, it, it's terrible. So, an Iraqi judge orders Trump's arrest. He could face over General, uh, is it Soleimani's? Uh, an Iraqi judge has issued a warrant for the arrest of President Donald Trump over the deaths of leading Iranian and Iraqi military officials in an airstrike last year at the Baghdad airport. This is that um, Soleimani guy that. Uh, All they could find was like the signet ring in the rubble or something, right? Yeah, but he was coming into the airport there and um, they had a chance to take him out. And he, he has killed um, many, many Americans and thousands of Iraqis through his um, terrorist activities. And so they had a chance to take him out, but now they're being, uh, you know, of course over there, they say, Oh, he was just a peace loving person and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, but the start of this is that, worldwide people are just turning on donald trump and donald trump's been nothing but help the iraqis and now they're trying to hold this against him yep now um this is an interesting article of la times la times is uh this is one on an article i guess it's an op-ed piece uh but it's talking about how this whole banning of trump and everything else is poised to uh, actually increase violence rather than downplay it. So Facebook banned Trump, but has failed to react quickly to other leaders who incited violence. And this article goes on to talk about how you, whatever you say about Trump or disagree or agree with him, he's never come right out and said, you need to kill these people, right? We can agree with yeah. that. He yeah. may have Maybe because of your mindset and stuff, you think he insinuates it, or like you've said, he should have downplayed things in a more aggressive way. But there's people on Facebook and Twitter and these places who have they're literally saying go kill Jews and yeah. things like that. And but they don't take them down. Um, and so this article is really about that, and uh, I. <laughs> And I agree with it. In some countries, such as Vietnam and India, Facebook has deliberately ignored its own standards in order to placate powerful governments and to protect its business. That's a pretty damning statement. Mm -hmm. So uh, here it's because it's the, the thing to do now is to be anti-Trump. Uh, again, I, you know, I've never voted for the guy. I don't support Trump, but I do think he's being uh, singled out in a way that's unjust hey, there's a lot of bad about donald trump that he needs to be held accountable for but i mean he is not the ayatollah of iran talking about killing all the jews and things like that and how he wants to send a nuclear missile over to blow up jerusalem uh, these are things he said on twitter and other places um so anyway i th there's got to be a reckoning here at some point um i mean part of this is that the problem with parlor and why they're suing and getting 
pulled on because Amazon's uh, web service hosted Parler, yeah. and now that's gone, uh, and they're suing Amazon. Their website but, came back up this morning, I guess. Or hmm, I'll check the I'll check the app to see if it still works. I don't think they ready to run yet. Let's see. But then you know, Bill Maher, who you know, he's anti yeah, a lot of stuff. Are you on Parlor? Uh, I mean, I created an account just to get on there. Mm-hmm. Um, really, that's about it. I, like, I don't have anything. So, you know, Bill Maher on HBO, the real-time host, he says a lot of um, questionable things and stuff. But He's uh, on the point with some things, and there's other stuff he's so off base on. Yeah. So, as bad he says, as bad as last week was, let's not confuse 5,000 people with 74 million. Maher began his monologue. Yes, even supporting the insurrection in spirit is, well, deplorable, but there's a difference between holding liberal illiberal beliefs and actively violently on them. At least that's what they've always told me about Islamic terrorism. Again, now he's jumping on actually the left side of the aisle that say that, you know, like there's a whole bunch of people that said the nine 11 terrorists were justified in what they were doing mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so he's um, holding them accountable for saying that kind of stuff. Now with all the Magna supporters I've preached and I still do that. You can hate Trump, but not all the people who like him. And as counterintuitive as it may seem, you can like somebody, you can like something run by an a-hole without being one yourself. I, uh, so I, I appreciated him, you know, and several times on uh, our podcast, I've brought him up and appreciated things that he said, because at a minimum standard, I mean, Bill Maher, I generally don't like the guy. And I guess, I, especially because he's very anti-Christian. Anti- yeah, he, he, he thinks Christians should just choke yeah. themselves, honestly. Right. So, uh, well, I don't wouldn't go to that extreme, but he thinks that if you're Christian, that you have a mental disorder. But, um, but he does toe the line and he's consistent. And that's what I appreciate. So he's not like all the other politicians who say uh one thing but then do another you know so so this is uh this is the op-ed that i was talking about earlier uh that we've we've talked about that potentially donald trump might start his own media empire but i think the last week and a half may have permanently killed that i i don't know if he can if he can do that now but um he'll do it through proxies Probably, but this is an op-end about that he probably won't be able to do it because he's just being, I mean, even his hotels are starting to get banned. I mean, the PGA tournament there. New York City severed any official events being allowed at Trump hotels. I mean, it's even as bad as in in Germany, he's got a hotel and there's some issue over there now. It's happening worldwide. I don't, he's going to be a man without a country soon. Um, which I, no matter what you make his own country, it. man, got enough money. I, I, the amount of money he can pull in, just have every supporter send you like 50 bucks, buy some huge chunk of land, build a big building, a bunch of little houses. And there you go. Trump land. So the next thing is Gen Z Republicans see new era for party after Trump. We should be attempting to expand our reaches, even if it does cost us, said one young Republican voter. 
So um, for many young Republicans, Trump lost signals and opening for new directions within the party. Several said in interviews that they want the party to become more tolerant and inclusive while staying true to conservative values. So what do you, I, you're saying now that you're no longer. Because the, the big problem the is, GOP. is that the Republican. Yeah. I, I'm not with the GOP. Like it's, I'm still going to follow like mainly, you know, kind of be along with them for most things. Uh, but I'll jump across aisle and some other stuff. Uh, but you know, part of this is that, um, you know, I got really roped into that Stephen Crowder, Gavin McGinnis, uh, Dave Rubin kind of inner circle, the Daily Wire, Blaze TV, CRTV, all that kind of stuff. I got really roped in there, pulled into that where, oh, Republican, Republican, Republican Jesus, basically. You know, that, that's it's a mantra of, of uh, Jack Ben magazine, which is a socialist magazine. But they're, they made, wrote a book about Republican Jesus, which is where in modern conservative circles, uh, Jesus is always displayed as being a capitalist, as being Republican and conservative. Best American ever. Well, yeah, right. And it's like, well, no, he's not. Um, Jesus wouldn't have a political party. But and it, it, even now, and even in the South Church, in the churches that we're associated with and things, um, you see it. You see it everywhere. Anyone that is uh, a Christian in general, they believe Jesus was Republican or super conservative. And then you have a few people that think Jesus was super far left. I don't know. I'm kind of in between about all of it. Um, but a lot of the, the, the newer Gen Z are coming up in a very different Republican party that like even I was looking at five, six years ago um, because they're looking at one that's been altered. Uh, I would say, because if they're, they're, if they're excited for like the post Trump, they're looking for the next Trump is really what you're, what they're doing because now they've been put on this uh, pedestal where the Trump has lifted them all up and given them power, basically this enthusiasm that they can go do something. But the reality is none of their, nothing they're doing makes any difference. Right. So w what is the Republican platform right, right. now there uh, for the younger generation? There is no Republican platform. A lot of the stuff they say they want to fight for and preserve affects them uh, well, little I, to nothing. The article, though, talks about how the uh, several young Republicans specifically highlighted, highlighted LGBTQ rights and climate change is essential to tapping into the Gen Z block because Gen Zers are familiar with those issues. So they're talking about moving the Republican party more into mainstream ideas where it comes to um, LGBTQ uh, items and, and climate change and things like that. Right. And this is where I said the party that they're talking about is the different party that I joined five, six years ago. And it's well, because yeah, Trump is not the same party as it was during Lincoln. Well, yeah, I, I get that. But what I'm saying is, you know, what I joined up for these conservative values. Uh, and again, I've always supported gay people existing in things. So not to say that I didn't support that then. Um, and their right to get married and things. But what I'm saying is basically what happened is Trump created, was in the Republican Party, became president. And then he started getting bigger and bigger and bigger in a bubble. Imagine a big like line. And there's a bubble in the center started getting bigger. That's Trump. Now that bubble, that circle, that's Trump ate up a big chunk of that line. And then the other half, the real far right, popped off over here. The other side popped off and went over here. And then you have this big bubble of Trump in the Republican Party, this small alt-right, and you have this little line of just people that are just Republicans that just don't want to go super far left. When they popped off from Trump, 
it automatically just pushed them a little further to the left scale. So now after Trump, the Republican Party is going to be even further towards the liberal spectrum than they were before Trump, before Obama, before all that stuff. They are moving ever so closely. You know, that's that's just what it is. And there's people that will refuse the Republican Party to ever go towards something like Trump again. And Trump will be, um, for Republicans that are kind of like my age, uh, will always be highlighted as a very important figure because he just pushed and went and he was very charismatic. Was he right about everything? No. Did he do things correctly? No. But they're going to view him as a good person um, politically wise, maybe not morally or whatever, because they're going to say, well, Trump is uh, amoral oh. or something. No, I, yeah. I, and th- I but can, that's the thing you're looking I at. See what you're saying, but the reason Trump got elected is because too many Republicans um, bow down to the news media and the liberals uh, just pushing back and complaining about them. And nobody felt like the, the, re- the Republican base never felt like anybody was throwing punches back at the left side of the aisle. And Trump comes along and I mean, Trump's in your face and throwing punches. A, and yeah, that, that's you why bullied the party. Now the guy in charge of the party is bullying you. Yeah. You know, which which is what a lot of people like. But now that that's that's the confusing thing is that for Gen Z, it's completely different now is that they're they're coming into a Republican Party that's been shifted so weird that. I, yeah, you know, it's not it's not the, the party that's on the coast for Republicans isn't the same party. It's in the middle of the country. Republicans in the middle of the country, they're just yeah, uh, Democrat Trump Republicans in the center of the country is not even. Yeah, I mean, there's left, far left, all that kind of stuff. But like for Republicans, like right now, being what we're being part of the party was center country. It is uber Trump outside of the center of the country, north, south, on the east. It's Republicans are kind of split between being uber Trump and then being just Uh, conservative. No, this this goes right into urban versus rural. Um, I totally disagree with what you're saying. You go to California, the rural farm districts, they are a hundred percent Trump. You, yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the urban rural stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying closer to the center of the country where it is more rural, rural, there are a lot more like heavy handed Trump people. It's just kind of what usually it's conservative when it's a more spaced out area. It's more it's liberal when they're packed well, together. It's that's all it is. Yeah, but that's all I'm really saying. I'm not saying that everyone in California is no Trump. I'm just saying in general, the closer you're getting center of your country, you're getting a lot more like uber Trumpers because mm-hmm. um, they'll start congregating together versus when you go to the outskirts of the country with the more liberal areas, you're finding um, a lot less of uber trumpers you'll find a, the occasional super uber extreme xl trumper but you'll find a lot more just general like eh, i'm republican kind of people yeah well this is the reason the next story you got a whole bunch of people leaving twitter now and just jumping off now i don't know what this is gonna a lot of these people you know like rush limbaugh i don't know he has five hundred thousand followers and I don't know how many Greg Gutfield has, but Lou Dobbs has a lot. Mark Levin has a ton. You've got some pretty big names that are leaving Twitter and going to other platforms, whether it's Parler or whatever. Uh, some of them are creating their own federated servers. Uh, you know, Daily Wire is doing that. Um, so 
the reality is, is a whole bunch of people are going to be leaving Twitter. Twitter's going to become an even more echo chamber than it's ever been. Same with Facebook. If you, you start getting people that have an opposite view, whether it's crazy or not, leaving these platforms, then they just become more of an echo chamber. And I don't know if that's good for the... Well, it's just like what I've said before, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at some point, whether it be that company specifically or they change it, I don't know. But they're going to become public service things. They're going to be part of the internet. They're going to be part of everyone just has a Twitter account. You can't make a website there where you have a parlor extension, a Daily Wire extension, CRTV extension, a Blaze TV extension, the Socialists of America extension, a Jacobin extension. It's just going to be Twitter, Facebook, you know, Gmail, whatever there it's going to be that no matter how many people leave Twitter developers and stuff just aren't going to care. And then eventually you're going to have blaze TV is going to buy up all those federated servers. And you know, cause these comp they're companies, they're just there for profit. Most of the time um, I don't are going to combine and then they're going to make their own version of Twitter. That's a conservative kind. And then that's, you know, we'll it, see. I, you know, it just depends on uh, one American news and Newsmax and, um, Daily Wire just start. I didn't clip the story, but they just produced their own uh, movie. Um, I yeah, I saw that. I didn't watch it, but I saw that they did that. Yeah, and Ben Shapiro predicted. Well, the critics will say it's worth about ten percent, but the uh, ten or twenty percent, and then the the people watching it will say it's about eighty percent. So what's come out in Rotten Tomatoes is uh, the critics give it a nine percent rating, and everybody who watches it now it's ninety nine percent. But you know that it, what is the movie about? Uh, if I remember correctly, there's like a hostage situation, and um, it's resolving a hostage situation somehow. So, um, it's so weird I, that Daily Wire would just make that. They must just be. Well, just they're doing it because uh, Hollywood has been promoting just a lot of garbage. Yeah, you know, and and. Uh, basic, I mean, when you look at a lot of stuff coming out, um, of Hollywood or, you know, just movie houses in general, we shouldn't say Hollywood anymore to, to say China basically, but, um, cause China pretty much owns Hollywood it. made in China pretty much. Um, the, but the storylines and stuff are kind of anti middle America, as you're saying, there's a lot of Trump supporters in middle America, but it's a lot of people that have more traditional values in the center of the country and Hollywood doesn't support those values that are all about pushing back against those values. So they wanted to make movies and TV shows that support traditional American values. So, so I, this is a rated R movie. I, you know, I don't, I haven't watched it, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll take some time to see if I can go watch it. Um, so let's jump ship here a little bit. Like we alluded to earlier, there's a story out. Amazon.com to spend $2 billion in home building near key U.S. offices. So the company said it intends to create at least 20,000 affordable housing units in Puget Sound area of, of Washington State, Virginia's Arlington, and Nashville, Tennessee. Um a large portion of Amazon's investment will be through low-cost loans to preserve or build affordable housing for moderate to low-income families, the company said. So if they're building housing for their employees, th this is the part that gets me. If they're building housing basically for their employees next to their places, 
affordable housing for moderate to low income families. That means that they are paying their workers underneath what they should pay them. Yeah. Basically they're saying their workers can't afford to live where they have their jobs. So we're going to build them low income family homes. I wonder if it's that or if, uh, well, so this is, so this is um, one way I could see it. Not that they're going to do this, but like if I, if I had the situation is okay. If I, if you're working at a factory, I'll pay you 10 bucks an hour, but to work here, you know, you live on the property, you don't pay rent. Right. So you live in this building, right? Right. You just walk to work. Don't need a car. Don't need anything. Hey, we even have a company store right here you can use, but I'll pay 10 bucks an hour, which you're like, oh, that's not that much money. Like that's, that's like poverty. That's not good in those areas. But you think about, you're not paying rent. That's, that is, I think, what is it? 60% of everyone's income goes towards uh, rent. You don't have to pay rent utilities and things. You'll work for whatever because it doesn't matter. You're saving so much money, but the reality is you're still probably losing some money. Um, opportunity well, it goes wise. back to what we were saying before with universal basic income. If you don't have the skills to handle money, then even if you live in a highly subsidized house, you're going to blow you all that money. You're going to blow your ten dollars an hour on stupid stuff on Amazon. Yeah, on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the uh, meme that came out a couple. Well, mid-December when they were announcing the $600 stimulus checks and somebody took a picture of the Walmart's front aisle mm-hmm. and it was just rows and rows of TVs between 500 and 600 bucks. Yeah. And it said, come on, come on, Walmart. <laughs> Something like that was the meme, but that's exactly, I mean, it, you know, it's the way it plays out. Yeah. So we'll see, you know, I don't think this is a bad thing. Uh, they're being... Part of it's a goodwill kind of thing because they're they they get complained upon because uh, they're they say uh, communities say they drive up home prices because they have such a big influx of workers and the demand for affordable housing gets eaten up by all the workers they pull in. But I don't know. We'll see. So let's go to some other stuff that's less depressing. So NASA finds there are fewer galaxies than first thought, leaving the possibility that we're alone in the universe. So a mission from NASA has discovered that there may be a lot fewer galaxies than initially believed. Um, The New Horizon mission with close-up photos of Pluto provided enough data for scientists to make uh, the determination that it's likely the number of galaxies is in the hundreds of billions rather than two trillion, as was initially believed. Which is a huge, huge drop. uh, Um, But still... Hundreds of billions is a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, well, the, the the crazy thing is I could only find this reported really in Fox News and I think space.com might have had another one. Nobody wants to put this out there as a big deal because uh, if if you believe in evolution, then you, you need to believe that there's uh, trillions of galaxies so that we're not a, a happen. We're not a by chance thing that, you know, if you, it, it's the same reason evolution says things had to take, take place over millions of years. Cause it gives up enough about, time. It'll happen. Yeah. If you think about things, if you give it enough time, you know, okay. Yeah. Maybe an eyeball might appear, but it has irreducible complexity. So that's another story to have. So they, they needed to have trillions of galaxies to fall into the, we, 
you know, we're not intelligently designed. So no matter where you fall on that, this is a big hit to that kind of thought process. But I think it's interesting because uh, I do believe that um, the universe was created by God, and I think he wants us to explore it. And I, NASA keeps doing it and finding new information, and I think it's great. And this little spacecraft that photoed Pluto is traveling at 33,000 miles per hour. And, um, and it was not intended to last this long. It's now 4.4 billion miles from Earth. So what? How old is it? It was uh, launched uh, January 2006, so it's 14 years old. I think it was only la- it was designed to hit Pluto and stop, but um, it's it, going way past it. Yeah, it keeps going. Well, what is what is that one that was like from the 70s? They launched that That's made cool. it to Pluto, and they got a photo of it, and then they lost contact. It just it wasn't even designed to go that far. One of the Voyagers. Yeah, which is amazing that thing because I remember. If I remember that story, it was like four or five years ago. It got a photo of Pluto. Maybe it was mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Yeah, just but it was a blurry picture. Yeah, which because to keep it on, they had to cut all the systems because the solar panels from the 1970s were only good enough at a certain range from the sun. So it wasn't even supposed to go that far. Was it only supposed to get photos of Mars or something? I think they're still getting random um information from it telemetry data yeah from one of the voyagers but so it's it's just crazy to think that that's lasted that long and gone out that far you know at least one of them's outside the what's considered the solar system now so it's interesting so the next little thing is uh a story from the wall street journal uh tiny satellites that will connect cows cars shipping containers to the internet in the shadows of giants like spacex more than a dozen startups are building their own Globe-spanning networks of nano-satellites enabling a new kind of everywhere, all the time, connectivity for people, animals, and assets on Earth. And, of course, Elon is one of those people, but, I mean, his is really geared toward the military. But um, energy companies are exploring using the technology for monitoring hard-to-reach wind farms, logistic companies for tracking shipping containers, agribusiness companies for mining cattle and it even helped national geographic track a discarded plastic bottle from bangladesh to the indian ocean wow uh there's a little bit of a paywall here i gotta go instead of making more of this atmosphere trash because eventually we're gonna have so much crap in the atmosphere if it doesn't come crashing down it's just gonna be up there it's gonna destroy shuttles leaving the uh (laughs) <laughs> atmosphere but uh, man why don't we just like collect all the garbage on earth jettison into space and just aggregate it into a ball and slowly just build a second moon <laughs> well, just a little bit further away and just have one station on the moon and another station on this big ball whatever you know, the way the way the news media per, uh, reports it is there's enough garbage to do that the reality is that when you really start looking at the data on garbage, it's nothing. So to do what you were saying, we would have to deplete the earth's mass by 10%, which all all of the garbage we've created over the existence of human life has not even hit 1% of the earth's mass. So it's 
you know. Yeah, I mean, just take a little ball, put it out there, put a little, put a little dish on there, put another uh, Comcast dish on the moon. That way, one shoots a signal on this side, one shoots a signal on that side. Antarctica and Alaska don't get any, uh, you know, ESPN, but everyone will get it that way. There was some thought when uh, maybe I was an older teenager of putting garbage in like shipping containers and then just starting to shoot them towards the sun instead of burying it like on earth, but it was deemed way too expensive. Yeah. We just need to like make a slingshot. I don't know why we haven't tried to make a slingshot system, you know, where it just, okay. Put the container on like basically uh, 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 the hydron collider, something like that. Swing it. It's going super fast. It's angled perfectly with the rotation of the earth you know and then it's make Did just like it's shaped just like it yeah dude and then just whoop, just let it go and shoot it out probably right? the best the best thing that i've uh read in the last 20 years or so is um they can make a uh filament that goes from the surface up to a orbiting satellite and then use that as a winch to take things up to orbit it'll take like a day and a half for the winch to go up the filament all the way up into orbit but, but at least they'll not, pull it up yeah so you're getting i think it can take a ton at a time so two thousand pounds basically up the filament to the satellite and then distribute it power let's say it, it was a satellite that you wanted to put in space but you didn't want to spend the money on the rocket so the satellites in geosynchronous orbit with the filament going all the way down to the surface of the planet was basically a long cable. And then you so the satellite would always basically hover over one spot. spot yeah. How is so, it just like rockets that keep it adjusted or is it just, like that, yeah. And then you just, you have this special winch and you put the load that you want to put up into space on there and it just travels up the, the filament line all the way. How up. freaky would that be? You're just sitting there and there's, there's just these two, hooks mm-hmm. you know just wire connect to them you just look up and they just disappear into the sky basically yeah so there <laughs> at some point in time that might be be a rally yeah i can see it well our, our last story today we always like to end on a positive note uh is again in florida with the crazy people um but there's this kid who was sitting in a restaurant and he was obviously had been abused and a waitress who noticed this had wrote a couple signs and stood behind um, the parent of this boy, 11 year old boy. Um, it was uh, a Mrs. Mrs. Potato restaurant in South uh, oh, Orlando. So, so the, the kid sitting in a booth with this guy, he's got bruises all over himself the the kid and the waitress stands behind the dad and has a sign asking if asking if he needed help and you can see a picture of the sign here do you need help and basically the kid said yeah and so the waitress went and called the authorities they came and arrested the man uh, after they did of course uh, a little background and then they end up arresting his wife as well those two look like real winners don't they yeah the the guys all like, yeah, they're like, hey, uh, so you want to go on the show notes to look up this stuff, but they, um, 
he's this guy's the stepfather but they were doing all it sounds like they were pretty mean to this kid beating him up they were the stereotypical lottery winners yeah um that uh he had all the report is he had all sorts of different stages of bruising. So it wasn't like it was just one accident. It was ongoing abuse and torture. Um, so they, they talked about stringing this kid up and again, holding food away from him and all kinds of things. So, um, you know, it's just, just not a good situation. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that there's people who are aware enough like this, uh, waitress to, to do that. And, uh, you know, get a kid out of a bad situation and hopefully he'll get into a better one. Um, mm-hmm. cause this is just kind of bad stuff. Well, that's about it for today. We'll be pod podcasting. Well, that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. We'll be broadcasting from the seek our secret locations again next time. Until then I'm the old guy. And I'm the man child. Don't forget to cross this stream of consciousness with others as we've done with you today until next time. Don't fall up a down elevator. And remember, if I don't make it back, it's because a raving lunatic riot of left-wing talking heads have abducted me for being associated with Trump at some point in my life. (laughs) So we'll see you next time. God bless you, everyone. All right. Bye-bye and farewell. So long and good night, sweet prince. Oh, goodness sakes. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. We'll cross the streams. Cross the streams. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it! Bloodpumpmedia.com bloodpumpmedia.com